0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: All right, good morning everybody and welcome to the Women of Golf show. I'm Ted Dorrico and right alongside of course each and every week uh is none other than Legends Tour player and LPGA professional Cindy Miller. Welcome back, Cindy.
0: Well, thank you, Ted. How are you? Uh
1: well, I'm I'm glad and happy that you're back uh on the scene. Uh, it's uh, it's been a kind of a rough two weeks. I held down the fort, of course, but uh it's always good to have you alongside here um each and every week so i'm glad you're back so welcome back um
0: well thank you of course
1: we're we're live as yeah well i'm 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 excited to have you back it it was uh, i gotta be honest i missed you the last couple of weeks on the show it was a little bit lonely here on uh on the network but uh I'm glad to have you back here and, and uh, really excited about this morning's show. All right, just to remind everybody, uh, we are live every Tuesday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time here on the blogtalkradio.com network. And obviously, best way to find us is go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Women of Golf, or just type Women of Golf up in the search key, and that'll take you to the main page. Uh, if you can't join us live on Tuesday mornings, not to worry. Just visit that page again and scroll down to the on-demand section. And, and of course, as I've mentioned many times before, All of the shows are auto-recorded, so uh, you can listen when it's convenient for you. You can also go to Stitcher.com, iTunes.com, and now TuneIn.com as well. And again, just type in Women of Golf, and that will take you to the pages there, and uh, you can listen to the show when it's convenient for you. Uh, Always love to hear from you. Uh, We're glad uh, if you uh, decide to call in. The number, of course, is area code 347-945-5855. If you want to speak with uh, any of the guests or talk to Cindy or I, we're always glad to hear from you. Uh, you can also reach out uh, on our email address if you want to contact either Cindy or I. And Cindy's email, of course, is cindy at com And mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. Uh, as I mentioned, Cindy, we've got a great show this morning. Joining us here in just a moment is uh, going to be Mike Nichols, the Chief Business Officer uh, of the LPGA Symmetra Tour. And then a little bit later on, we're going to have a Symmetra Tour player, uh, Avery George, uh, just back off of some injuries she's gonna be playing in her first event uh, of uh, 2018 here uh, coming up this weekend so I'm sure she's very very excited to get back out there and battling it uh, against her fellow competitors but uh, Cindy very quickly before we bring uh, Mike on and before I I tell a little bit about him um, you've been gone for a couple of weeks what have you been up to?
0: Well, Alan and I went to Orlando, to Orange County National, where we filmed a Golf Channel segment. We did a boot camp with a bunch of people from all over the country, and then we did some more golf tips for the Golf Channel and did some stuff with Revolution Golf and uh, Martin Hall, and then we filmed some tips for Phase Golf, which is the women's online uh, teaching program. So we really packed it in, and by, we also babysit our granddaughter because our uh, both of our <laughs> daughter and son-in-law work at Golf Channel, and our daughter got stuck in uh, Morocco. The Air France flight, the guy, the pilot went on strike just as they were ready to board. So it's a good thing we were down there. And then <laughs> Ben was out at the wow. long drive shoot for the Golf Channel, so it was good. Grammy and Grampy were there, so we had a great yeah. time. We're back in <laughs> Buffalo, and. The sun is actually out today. We're going to teach golf lessons outside, which is going to be awesome.
1: Wow, fantastic. Well, about time. I know you've been itching to get some good weather up there, and it's been kind of a funny uh, spring, even here in Florida. I'm obviously up in the northwest part of Florida, but uh, it's just been kind of a crazy season uh, this year. It's just sort of back and forth between cold and warm. So um i'm excited uh, both here today as well this week's going to be up in the 80s so i'm glad about that and i'm happy that you're going to be having some good weather up your way to get outside so um as i mentioned we've got uh, a great guest uh, to start the show off this morning of course mike nichols uh, has been the chief uh, business officer of the uh symmetra tour since uh, july of 2012. prior to that he served as the vp of tournament uh, business affairs uh, at the lpga as well as the championship director of the 2005 U.S. Senior Open. So he uh, was actually going to be here last week, but he had to head out to San Francisco for uh, a little business out there, and uh, he wasn't able to join us, so uh, he's here this week uh, live with us this morning. Uh, good morning and welcome, Mike.
2: Uh, good morning to uh, both uh, you, Ted, and Cindy. Uh, thanks, uh, thanks for having me on.
1: Well, we appreciate it. Um, Cindy, go ahead and, uh, and start things off. Hi, Cindy, can you hear me?
2: I can hear you, Ted. You didn't lose me. Okay. Okay,
0: you know okay, what? I'm I had sure. put myself on I... – can you hear me now?
1: <laughs> yeah, okay. Can you guys <laughs> – Go ahead.
0: I had yeah, muted myself. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been told to mute myself <laughs> many times, so I was doing that all by myself. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. Um, so – I really appreciate what you do for the LPGA, but I do not envy you in the least. Can you please tell us what your job description is?
2: Um sure. So, um it's really uh I you know, it's chief business officer, but for the most part it's uh I guess the simplest way is uh ensuring that the the ladies have uh, a place to uh to play on the Symmetra Tour in a way that at the end of the season we uh, can identify the top ten players to find their way onto the LPGA Tour because it's really the, the Symmetra Tour is ultimately the, qualifying, the official qualifying tour of the LPGA. So we'll play 21 times around the country, and at the end of that year, um, the top ten will graduate automatically onto the LPGA Tour and have full LPGA Tour status. So really what we're, I'm trying to do, as, as, as well as the rest of the team, is to make sure that we play a comprehensive schedule where we're playing golf courses that are LPGA tour caliber, so that uh, we're helping not only prepare these ladies for when they get there, but identifying ladies who will have success once they get there. So, uh, you know, we've, uh, we've had some success of late. Uh, We've been able to sort of double total purses in the last uh, five years. And in uh, when I first, my first full year on the tour, we played 15 times. Now we're playing 21 times and, I think the combination of playing for more money as well as playing more times is identifying, it's helping us identify better players. I think it's helping us attract better players because when we only had 15 events, you could, you could play a couple of weeks. And if you got hot for about a three week stretch, you could probably find your way into the top 10, especially if you won one of our uh, higher purse events. But now with the, with purses growing and uh, playing more events, you have to be more consistent than for a couple of weeks. And I think that bore out last year where nine of our 10 graduates uh, kept uh, some sort of LPGA status for the following year. So um, I think the combination of attracting these higher caliber players, but also putting them through sort of a more thorough test with more tournaments is, uh, is doing what ultimately uh, this tour is intended to do, which is identify that next uh, crop of LPGA tour players.
0: That's awesome. Wow, can fantastic. I ask you, when you go into a new city, um, what are the benefits to the, to the community for bringing in the Symmetra Tour? I mean, I know that the, you need events so that the women can, we can identify the best players, but for the community, you do so much for the community. Can you tell our audience what, what that is?
2: Yeah, and so I, I think where we've had success, and it's it's sort of I guess you could say not too different than what what the LPGA tour has done, is maybe a smaller uh, at a smaller market level. But you know, w- there's a basic uh, understanding that you know to host a PGA tour event, a Champions Tour event, LPGA tour event costs a community millions of dollars and by community i mean just in terms of what you have to go out and raise in the corporate community in terms of sponsorships to make the events go and not every community has the sort of uh, you know has that sort of that large either singular corporation or a large sort of corporate base to be able to raise three and four million dollars on an annual basis to have an lpga tour event but there's a lot of communities that are great golf communities that would love to uh to have one. And so a great example of that is a, is a community where we play uh, where we're playing next week in Greenwood, South Carolina, which is uh, which when it came onto the tour had uh, you know, came onto the tour with the the top purse and because they were able to sort of get enough uh, investment from the local community. So, um, I think one of the things that we do is we allow communities that otherwise couldn't afford to have a professional golf tournament, the, the opportunity to see have these LPGA tour stars before they sort of have made a name for themselves on the big tour. But then secondarily in terms of what we do in turn with the community outreach, our players are great at doing what we call outside the ropes initiative. So it's going and visiting local charities, going and visiting the boys and girls clubs, speaking at local uh, elementary schools and middle schools and things like that. So, um, we, a lot of what we do is to try to get the the players out into the community, and so hopefully have some sort of uh, lasting impact to go along with whatever sort of charitable initiative the local community may be undertaking.
0: What is the cost? You said three to four million for an LPGA tour event. Uh, what does it cost to run a Symetra Tour event?
2: Sure. So the sort of the all-in cost of a Symetra Tour event can be anywhere <laughs> from three to $500,000. And uh, so with the way that that is made up is our average purse right now on the Symmetra Tour is $150,000 is our average purse. And it usually costs about another $150,000 above the purse to uh, to run the event. So that's everything from sort of renting the golf course from whether it's a public golf course or a private country club is somehow compensating the club for that doing a little bit of local advertising in the community, the food and beverage for the players during the week of the event, port signage, things of that nature. A lot of things that, you know, as you know, Cindy, people who aren't sort of behind the scenes on golf tournaments, they kind of go out to the golf tournament and it's all built. You know, it's all already there and um, not sort of the thought process of, oh, in addition to the purse, the cost of building that skybox or that bleacher or whatever it is or renting the shuttle buses to bring people in. There's a lot of expense outside of the, the purse as well. So um, on the Symmetra tour, it's just, you know, a lot less. So what we usually do when somebody asks us that question, we say is sort of take whatever you want your purse to be and double it because the tournaments that typically want to have a $200,000 purse doesn't necessarily mean it costs that much more to um, have an event. You know, if a, purse, a tournament has a purse of a hundred or two hundred, there's nothing that says that it costs that much more to do it, but, when you have the company who comes on board and says we want to do everything the best. And so we want to be the biggest purse. They usually want to do other things better. So their parties will be a little bit nicer and the food they provide, the players will be a little bit nicer. So it usually goes hand in hand that the, if you double the purse, that's about what it costs to have a symmetric tour event.
0: One more question. Wow. I was watching the yep. Meta championship over the weekend. And it's funny that you say that because number one, I was like, wait a minute did they just make face masks and if they do they may, must make a lot of them and then i saw the cameras pan and i saw the um whatever the bleachers the what do you call it? corporate situation where they were sitting and on the top of the corporate Structure was the Metaheal logo, and I immediately because I noticed this because I played on tour and I realized it costs money. I'm like, wow, they really went all in for these corporate boxes, if you will. So, is is that the case? And who is Metaheal?
2: So, uh, I was out at the Metaheal Championship, and back to um, back to sort of Ted's question at the beginning. A lot of what, or it might have been your question, but. A lot of what I do is always out trying to figure out who's going to be our next sponsor. So I was actually out at that event playing in the Pro-Am, entertaining uh, some prospective sponsors to possibly bring a Symmetra Tour event back to the Bay Area. And so I had the opportunity to be out there for that event and learned a lot about MetaHeal. But what MetaHeal is, is they make sort of the uh, cosmetic mask that you might, you know, sleep in. Or just sort of um, wear on your, you know, face to make, you know, help wrinkles and those sorts of things. But what was crazy when you said they must have sold a lot of masks uh, during the presentation um, during the the pro am draw party, they uh, they said that they sold over a billion, a billion with a B of these <laughs> masks around the world. So wow, um, it's just uh, it's wow. just crazy. It's it's yeah. So it's not something that we can comprehend and. It's uh, very big uh, in in Korea. They've got a lot of distribution in China. And what a lot of companies, when they come to the LPGA, are looking to do is they're you know they might be a global brand that wants to obviously come into the United States and make a name for themselves, but also use the platform of the LPGA being broadcast to 170 countries around the world. So while the tournament may be held in San Francisco, MetaHeel is not only trying to penetrate San Francisco which obviously has a large Asian community which is similar to where the majority of their business is internationally but when you have an LPGA telecast you have not only the benefit of the golf channel that we're all familiar with but the distribution to the 170 countries around the world so um, it's a, that so that's you know I learned a lot about MetaHeal this week and uh, it's it's certainly a fascinating company
0: I could use a few masks
1: wow we that- <laughs> <laughs> all good, I think <laughs> I, uh, uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna touch that one, Cindy, just because I know better. <laughs> but uh, what a wow! That's incredible. Billion mass. That's just incredible. Um, Mike, Mike, I wanted to ask you uh, a couple of things. Um, first off, I, I was mentioning to you off air uh, about the uh, IOA, which of course is one of the sponsors. That's the Insurance Office of America, and uh, this weekend, actually in uh, in Georgia, they're going to be having uh, their second event of the season. It's actually actually an inaugural event. It's the 2018 IOA Invitational in Milton, Georgia. Um, they had an event a few weeks ago. Of course, Stephanie Meadow uh, was the winner of that event, of their first one of the season. And then they've got another one um, a little bit later on in this season. So they've got three events this year. How do you approach or what's sort of the, the, the dialogue, if you will, with a sponsor like this uh, that – gets them to do three events in a season they obviously wanted to step up and, and really be involved with the tour what was sort of the, the dialogue back and forth with that
2: yeah i mean so th- this is obviously a, a success story so i, I appreciate you uh, asking about it so um i insurance office of america ioa is based in uh, orlando florida and john Rittenauer, who is the the chairman of the company also owns a golf course in um here in um in orlando and so a couple years ago he said, hey, I'd like to, to host a Symmetro Tour event here and, and do it at, uh, at my golf course. And so that's where we sort of started the relationship. And what happened from there is they've got business, as you would expect, sort of all around the country. So they, the, the folks in California who attended the event in Orlando were like, well, you know, what do we have to do to get an event out here? So we partnered them up with a golf course and a casino that we've been working with on an event out there and so they took on that event and then similarly the folks in atlanta where they write a lot of business you know said well we'd really like to do one here we've got a bunch of people we can entertain so it's one of those where um, you know success has sort of created more success and uh, it's nice that when a partner you know you hope when you're sitting down with a partner as you know as cindy knows uh, in the in these sponsorship talks mm. you're promising them all the good things your players are going to do and how it's going to help their business and playing in the pro-ams alongside our pros is going to be an experience your your customers will never forget and will thank you for and hopefully write incremental business and so now we with ioa we've got a story where they've actually looked to regionalize the experience to get those customers at various parts in the country because the the investment that right. they're making in the in the tour they're seeing uh quite a return on their investment so uh it's it's been a great run. They're a huge supporter of the tour, and you know, second you know with their three tournaments, second only to Symmetra and their financial support of the tour and the and
1: these ladies, which is you know obviously we're very appreciative of that.
0: Wow, great job.
1: Yeah, and, and it's yeah, and it's great. I mean, the the first event was out in California a few weeks ago, as I mentioned, and of course Stephanie Meadow was on the show uh, here the other week to talk about her win. Of course, she was very excited. Um, and then you're going to Georgia this, uh, weekend for, uh, the second event. And then I believe down in Orlando is the third or in that area anyways, is the third event coming up later in the season. So yeah, they're definitely, uh, you know, covering some, some key markets. Uh, now, uh, the other thing I wanted to ask you and it sort of piggybacks on what Cindy was talking about, um, is I'm sure the hardest or one of the hardest parts of your job is to get potential sponsors, uh, Uh, you know, to uh, sort of experience a Symmetra event. So obviously you want to get them out to the event. What do you think is part of your or favorite part of your job? I mean, there's a lot of things involved in getting them out. What do you think is one of the favorite parts uh, of your job?
2: Well, so, so my favorite part of my job is at the tour championship where we award the 10 cards to the players at the end of the season. I mean, it's, I've got a young daughter, you know, she's only 10. I don't foresee her being a professional golfer, but like, you know, to see the people in the audience who, um, you know, are the parents and the coaches and the people who've always dreamed of their daughters playing on the LPGA tour. I mean, that's by far the best part of my job because it's, you know, one, it's the end of our year. It's probably, you know, it's always sort of a ruling 21 event schedule. And so you're, you're just relieved to a certain degree that it's over. But that, that Sunday when we hand out those 10 cards, that makes it all uh, worthwhile. But So that's the favorite part of the job. But sort of to your question of uh, sponsorship, I think the, the, bigger, the biggest thing that I enjoy is getting a sponsor who's not really sure about the Symmetra Tour. They haven't really heard of the Symmetra Tour. They don't totally understand what it is is sort of when you can see the light bulb go on when the sort of the I get it moment. And Cindy, I'm sure on the legends tour has had it when, you know, people come out and play during the pro-am and are like, this is the greatest experience, you know, I've had on a golf course, Uh, the legends tour players as the Symmetra tour players do make it so much fun. And so, the biggest challenge that we always have with the Symetra Tour is if, if people haven't heard of it or aren't as familiar with women's golf, they start with a basic assumption that the players on our tour can't really play. You know, we originally the tour was <laughs> called
1: the, oh. um, you
2: know, for a while it was the official developmental tour of the LPGA, and I said, look, we've got to change that to the official qualifying tour because that's what it is, and the developmental tour suggests to a certain degree that the women don't know how to play. So there is a certain process and they're developing their games as they play, but it's really a qualifying tour. But when you get people out on the golf course and the players are knocking it 30 yards by them down the middle every time and they, and while delivering a great client experience and the players are, you know, people are like this is the best time I've had on the golf course. Um, that's probably, you know, seconds to uh, that card exper- that card ceremony of the you know, the thing I enjoy the most when people are like, we need to figure out a way to do this. And uh, to your point, it, there's no better way to understand what the Symmetra tour is out than, uh, than experiencing it. And so that's what we try to do. Whenever we have somebody who shows an interest in the tour, we try to get them out, experience it. And then at that point, I'm done selling because the ladies, as a, I've got a player meeting this evening in Atlanta, and, you know, as I'm going to you know continue to stress to the ladies is they're not buying me, they're buying you. And so, Um, you know, the experience that you provide and the things you do outside the ropes in the community, all of that is a part of the puzzle that makes this something that we can continue to grow.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Fantastic. Um, let me just throw one more in here real quick, Sineen, then I'll, I'll bounce it back to you. Um, since Mike very eloquently mentioned her, uh, somewhat, um, your daughter, Mackenzie. Uh, commonly known as ZZ, I want to ask you first off how you came up with uh, that nickname, uh, is obviously a big part of the incentive for you to, to provide uh, young women an opportunity. Uh, is this one of the driving forces, do you think, um, that helps you to build this Metatour brand? Is that something that, you know, thinking of your daughter, that she may obviously may not, uh, you know, necessarily make it as an LPJ uh, player, but obviously you want to create opportunities for her. Um, how did you come up with ZZ first off, and then? Tell us a little bit about uh, if if she was some of the um, incentive for you to to uh, do is, the work that you do with the Symmetry Tour.
2: Sure. So um, so Zizi is actually uh, my son. When Zizi was born, was a year and a half, and he couldn't pronounce Mackenzie, so he uh, he called oh. her Zizi. And for whatever reason, the the name st- I mean that is her name. Like she does not like being called Mackenzie. That whole thing. And then the irony is is that my son is named Michael. So if there was one person in the house that needed a nickname, it needed to be him because we didn't need a Mike and a Michael running around, but he's, he's never gotten a right. nickname. And she has the cool, she has the cool nickname. So that's that story. But sort of to your, to your wow. point, um, I, I understand, you know, like ZZ's probably, unless she, you know, decides that this is something she wants to do. I'm not, you know, discounting her, but she's 10 and she does, She's uh, very active in our LPGA, USGA girls golf program that we have here locally, which is fantastic. And uh, um, for anybody who's looking to get their daughter or granddaughter into uh, to golf, please uh, go online and check out girlsgolf.org because they do amazing things getting young girls interested in the game. But um, even if ZZ doesn't ultimately become a professional golfer, I understand that these ladies who play on our tour are somebody else's daughters or somebody else's granddaughters. So it's kind of one of those where if that was my daughter, what, you know, I would want somebody to hopefully be providing her with the opportunity to chase her dreams on the, on the Symmetra tour. And, you know, no one's going to get rich playing the Symmetra tour and we get that, but if nothing else, it provides these young ladies with an opportunity to, pursue their dreams and if they play for three or four years and they don't uh, they don't really make it to the LPGA tour they don't have to wonder the rest of their lives what could have been whereas if the Symmetra tour didn't exist they would probably be in a situation where they were going to Q school once a year and then working in a pro shop or you know on the range and working in a golf shop holding shirts the rest of the year
1: and then hopefully
2: to miraculously show up at Q school and have you know be tournament ready to play so Um, it's a great opportunity. And if I could just share one story, this is the first person I met when I started on the semester tour was a young lady by the name of, uh, Dolores White, now Dolores White Sutton. And, uh, I went up to her and I, she came over to me and she said, oh, you must be Mike. And I said, what's your name? And we started talking and I said, where are you from? And she said, I'm from Lakeland, Florida. And I said, oh, we used to have a Symmetra Tour event there years ago. Did you ever go growing up? And she said, well, the whole reason that I'm here today playing on this tour is because my parents took me to that golf tournament as a young girl, and it created the opportunity for me to at least conceptualize that this is something that I could do and something I could dream of doing. Now, she never made it onto the LPGA Tour, but she got a full-ride scholarship to Wake Forest, which if anybody knows anything about Wake Forest, that's a premier program. And now yep. she's working in the golf industry as a membership director of a country club. So. I think what the Symmetric Tour does is, you know, in the cities we go to, it's allowing to creating dreams for some of the young girls who might come out and see them, but also for the ladies who play on this tour and may not necessarily make it to the LPGA Tour. I think it uh, provides incredible le- life lessons and uh, makes them incredible, valuable employees and citizens, whatever they decide to do if it's not pursue a career on the LPGA Tour.
1: Right. Well said. Um, Cindy, any uh, any final uh, thoughts or questions before we uh, we let Mike go?
0: How can we partner the Legends Tour and the Symmetra Tour, kind of like the before and after? Is there anything that we could do to help you?
2: Well, I, I think, you know, as you, I think we're a part of our event down that we did in Fort Myers with uh, with Chico's, and I think that there's definitely a lot of value to uh, doing that. We had an event uh, with Chico's the uh, uh, women's clothing, um down in Fort Myers outside their headquarters where we had the we had the Symmetra tour event and then once the cup was made we brought in 30 legends to compete alongside of our players um, in in sort of the final two rounds and what we found that that did was it provo- it provided us incredible exposure to the Symmetra tour by virtue of people coming out to to um, see the legends we actually had members of the country club who'd never been in the, who had never been in the couple of years we'd played prior to the legends show up and uh, say well I came out here to watch Nancy Lopez I didn't realize these other young girls were going to be so good you know and so I think the by partnering with the legends it helps raise the profile of the Symmetra Tour because people who might not come out to watch the Symmetra Tour will come out and watch the legends and if they they come out and see the legends. They'll see the quality of play that's happening on the Symmetric tour. So any opportunity we can find to do that, we definitely want to continue to explore it.
1: Super. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. So fast forward a little bit, Mike, and what's the long-term vision for the Symmetra tour? What do you see, um, you know, a few years down the road? What's your vision of it?
2: Yeah, I think where we are right now, we're pretty comfortable. We feel like that sort of a 20-event schedule is about right for identifying you know, the the next uh, sort of 10 players to graduate on the LPGA tour. So we've played as much as 23 times. So I think sort of the 21 to 23 event sweet spot, I think we're there. So what we're doing right now is, is as events fall off the schedule, we add new events where uh, before our minimum purse to come on the tour had been $100,000. Um, you know, now it's up to $150,000 just to sort of get onto the Symmetra tour uh, going forward next year and beyond. So if we ended up with a, you know, a 20 event schedule in the next couple of years that had an average purse of $200,000, I think, you know, it would allow those players who were playing good golf to be able to make, you know, not a killing, but enough to sort of survive. And that's really what we're trying to do is, you know, if we can get those top 30 players on tour, the 10 who will graduate to the LPGA and the next 20 who will go to be a part of the final stage of the LPGA Q series, if we can have those players feel like I didn't make a ton of money, but I, you know, at least broke even on my time out here, I think that that will be successful. So, you know, a 20 event schedule with an average purse of $200,000 would be fantastic.
1: Yeah, that would be great. Great job. Um, Yeah. Well, Mike, we want to thank you for joining us this morning and appreciate you taking time out and and glad to to know that uh, you're there. Um, doing some great work along with uh, some of your partners there at the Symmetra Tour, just um, doing a fantastic job and getting this tour really to, uh, to the level that it's been and uh, keep moving forward. Thank you for doing what you do. Uh,
2: thanks for uh, having me on and, uh, you know, for supporting the Symmetra Tour. The more we, you know, get on uh, forums like this to talk about it, uh, you know, the more it helps uh, these young ladies who are chasing their dreams. So we definitely appreciate the time.
0: Thanks, Mike.
1: Well, thanks, Mike. and yeah. And you're welcome back anytime. We'd love to have you. Thanks, guys. Have a great day.
0: You
2: too.
1: Yeah. You too. Bye bye. All right. That was our very special guest uh, to start the show off, Mike Nichols, the chief business officer, of course, of the Cement Tour. Uh, just talking about some of the great ways and and uh, things that he's doing to uh, increase the sponsorship and getting more events uh, out on on tour and. And more dollars uh, to the young ladies. And speaking of young ladies, we've got a great uh, second guest coming up, Avery George. Uh, she's a Smetra Tour player uh, from Perry, Georgia, and she's entering her second year on the Smetra Tour. Uh, she played collegiately at Middle Texas State, uh, or sorry, Tennessee State University. And this week's Iowa Invitational, which I mentioned earlier, uh, will be her 2018 uh, season debut, as she's coming off a leg and ankle injury. We'll talk to her a little bit about that. So let's uh, Cindy, let's welcome our special guest uh this morning, Avery George. Good morning. Hi,
0: how you doing?
3: Good morning, how y'all doing?
1: Good. How are you doing? We are doing you? very, very well.
3: I'm doing well.
1: Awesome. All right. So Avery, well thank you. Yeah, thank you for joining us this morning. We uh we appreciate you taking time out. Um Let's uh, let's start with, with the obvious. Uh, you had uh, some injuries that you're just coming back from. Tell us uh, what happened and uh, how, how long of a recovery has it been for you?
3: Yeah, I did. So about a couple of days actually before Halloween, just a freak accident, I actually fainted in the shower, um, you know, just everyday things, and uh, ended up dislocating my ankle, having to have surgery, night of. Um, and that put me out for about ten weeks or so. Um, so this will wow. be my first tournament back after, since stage two in October. So, but I'm very eager to get back and started and just to see where I'm at with everything. Um, but I feel great. It's, it's healing very well, um, quicker than I expected. So I'm very happy about that.
0: Wait a minute. You just said you fainted in the shower, yeah, and this...
3: fainted in the shower, like
0: not, something that never now, happens. <laughs> now, how and why?
3: They said possibly um, dehydration and just getting super hot in the shower caused my blood pressure to drop, and if it doesn't get back up quick enough, it causes you to lose consciousness. Apparently, so. Holy
0: cow! I know.
3: So it's not not a very cool story,
0: but uh, it's kind of like a weird accident. It sure is. Yeah, I, I must I'd admit say. that my well, I had a cousin who had a husband who played for the Buffalo Bills, and he was <coughs> retired and on a business trip, and he fell in the shower and died. Oh wow! I mean, like what a nightmare! <laughs> yeah,
3: wow, I can't believe so that. count
0: <laughs> your blessings.
3: Absolutely, yeah. It's just you know, just one of those things that happens. You know, just an accident so can't really be mad about that
0: no you can't nothing you, you needless to say you didn't do it on purpose
3: <laughs> no absolutely well, not
0: <laughs> thank no. god you're okay
3: i'm very i'm very fortunate very blessed about that so
1: well we're glad certainly okay, glad it wasn't so, anything more serious uh an underlying issue yeah go ahead cindy
0: are you playing a practice round today
3: I am just here, probably in about thirty minutes or so. I'll, we're going to head out on the course and see how it's playing. So I'm excited about that.
0: Now, have you been to this course before?
3: I have. Uh, I played last year. Um, it was actually one of my. It was my best finish last year. So I've been really excited to get back.
0: So you like this course?
3: I, I love this course.
0: <laughs> Tell us why it fits your eye and you like it.
3: I think because, um, I tend to hit the ball a little bit longer off the tee and that helps me out here. Um, I can reach almost all the par fives except for maybe one or probably about one that I can't, um, you have to shape the ball around some corners and that's something that I like to do. Um, I've never been one that just likes a straight, a straight hole, you know, the easier the hole, the worse off I am. Um, so I like I like to play around and kind of have fun with it and uh, just different kinds of holes and that's definitely something out here. Like not one hole is the same. You kind of have to have a bunch of shots in the book that you that you practice. So um, I think that's why it fits me pretty well. Just because there's so much you can do out here and uh, like I said, it plays a little bit longer and I think that suits me. So
0: good for you.
1: Fantastic. Yeah. I got to agree with you Avery. It's it's kind of boring hitting the ball straight all the time anyway. So this is what it always is, uh, it
3: is.
1: you know kind of amazes me with people tr- try you know trying to to you know fine tune their game so they can hit the the perfect straight shot when really uh you know when you get out in a lot of these golf courses you've got to be able to shape the ball a little bit. So uh, mm-hmm. kudos to you for that. So this is yeah, so this is going to be your uh, your first event of, of 2018, and it also happens to be an inaugural event uh, for the IOA uh, Invitational, mm-hmm. so that's got to be uh, equally equally exciting as well. Did you do anything special to prepare for this event, uh, seeing that you've been off for a little while? Anything, any extra work in your regiment?
3: Honestly, um, I've actually been wor- a lot of working out. It's a very tough walking course,
1: Um
3: so me and one of my friends actually have a joke. There's one hole out here that, uh, number 14, it's just straight up the hill. So it's a very difficult walk. So we've been actually doing the Stairmaster to prepare for that one hole. So it's kind of been a joke with us. But um, but other than golf-wise, nothing different, just my same routine. But, um, you know, kind of with it being a hard-walking course and seeing as how I'm coming off an injury, it makes it more difficult. So I've really been focusing more. Of uh, in the gym, um, like I said, I'm not too worried about the golf game because I know that that's there, and I can work with that. So,
1: right, right, and, and I, I completely understand. So, what part of your game uh, do you, are you going to lean most on this week? What's what's your strength uh, part of your game?
3: Strength wise, I think off the tee and putting. Um, I think if I can just find my fairways. I'll be okay and then if I can uh just get my proximity of the hole, I can start making some putts. Um that's really what I'm looking at more is um getting that iron, my iron game tightened up so that I can hit more greens and I know that if I do that, then I have more chances of uh making putts because I feel like my putting's pretty good right now. Um so that's what I've been practicing a lot on. So hopefully, you know, get get that fine tuned and uh that should be I should be where I want to be at what, now Excellent. tell us what well, kind of driver
0: right. do you use?
3: I am hitting the uh, Callaway Epic.
0: And what's the loft?
3: Hmm. Uh, it's a ten, a ten and a half degrees. I have it tuned down to about a ten now. And the shaft? It is hmm. the um. Gosh, it's the Project X.
0: And is it stiff or regular?
3: It's a stiff shaft.
0: And how far do you carry the ball?
3: Carry. I'm about uh, two fifty.
1: Carry. Wow.
0: Carry.
3: You want to you be, could, be like a. Like, <laughs>
0: carry. <laughs> so I like
3: to. I like to hit it far. So.
0: And how tall are you?
3: Uh, probably about 5'9". Five, uh, five nine. I'm pretty tall too. So. <laughs> Have you always wow. hit it far? Um, pretty much, um, gr- growing up, I actually played softball, so that, I think that's where a lot of my, uh, my strength and my swing comes from and being able to hit it far.
0: I agree. I agree. You know, what's funny wow, that's... is, um, I'm TPI certified at the Titleist Performance Institute. And what they say is you have a window of opportunity to, to gain speed and uh-huh. the more sports someone plays that aren't is not golf related, the more advantage they have. And I totally agree with that because we've got a couple of kids that we teach that don't really hit it quite that far and they never played any other sports. And it's like, you just didn't develop the speed that you need, which is uh-huh. really sad. Exactly. And, and, you know, when I was little, cause I'm old, you know, we didn't have a lot of other sports that we played. I, so I used to play football with the boys across the street, but it wasn't yeah. organized sports. Um, so I think it really makes a difference. So God bless you. That's awesome. Can I buy some of your yardage? I I, I need some yards. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
3: trying to get more.
0: <laughs> oh, stop it. <laughs> I
3: am. Like I said, I just like to hit it far. It. It's something that I challenge well, so myself so do with. I.
0: But I can't. I've tried to buy yardage all over the world.
1: Well, <laughs> well I'll tell you what, oh, well. Cindy, you buy twenty five and I want twenty five and, and even with two hundred she'll still be uh knocking it past. Uh that's that's amazing. Oh, no. I mean that's you know that's just and you know, that's carry, so I can just imagine with uh you know, a little extra roll you're you're probably uh, you know, close to two seventy five plus. Um that's that's exactly. incredible. Um yeah. So um so let me ask you uh, something as well Avery. You know, you you've obviously this is your second year out on the uh Smetra Tour. Now, you obviously uh did you play at uh, in Tennessee when you were in college uh or did you uh when did you start golf? How how young were you when you started out?
3: I started playing um golf like uh, in tournaments, like a uh, little junior tournaments. Probably when I was uh, thirteen, so a little bit later than what, you know, all of the other girls out here usually start at. Um, like I said, I played softball for all my life growing up. And then yeah, we uh I'm originally from Alabama so we moved to Tennessee. Got more interested into it when I moved there and so uh played a lot of t- Tennessee golf associations, really loved it, and then uh decided I wanted to take it on to college and went to middle tennessee so and it worked out really well and i couldn't have been happier with where i picked to go to college
0: good for you that's great
3: now where,
1: are now where from alabama are you from where's where's home
3: mobile alabama around the gulf
1: oh wow wow that's yeah, not far yeah. from you it's not too Ted. far from where no i'm in panama city beach florida so yeah you're just literally a a 250 yard drive down the coast and uh that's uh, that's not far for me at all. Uh, not at all, yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah, and, well maybe yeah, it, for a me maybe, maybe a 225 yards. <laughs> um so <laughs> you you've obviously your 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 game is is good for for this weekend. You're feeling confident. You obviously your your confident level is is pretty high with your game and and hopefully uh there'll be no glitches uh with your ankle and and so forth, but um What's, your, what's the weakest area of your game, and, and how often, how much time do you spend a day uh, practicing?
3: I think weakest area, um, I always say it's putting, but then I look at my stats, and I'm like, well, my putting's actually not too bad. Um, I think it's more so of uh, just, like I said earlier, getting that proximity to the hole. Like, uh, I need more one putts. Basically, like, uh, I feel like my stroke's good and uh, I'm rolling the ball exactly where I want to. Um, It's mostly, for me, if I don't have a caddy, reading greens. Um, That's where I struggle the most at. Right. Uh, So, but other than that, like, hitting the ball and everything, I I can work with, I can manage all that. Uh, If I need to fix something quickly, I, I, I usually can to get me through my round if I'm not exactly where I want to be at, but I feel if if I can read greens pretty good for the day, then, you know, I'm going to be making a lot of putts, because I feel like my stroke is where it needs to be at.
1: Right, right. So how long do you, traditionally, how long do you normally practice a day? How many, how, what's the time length?
3: Oh, a normal practice day, let's see, because I always, when I'm not just on my off days, I'll always work out before I go golfing, and so after that, um, probably about two hours on the range, go putt for about another, um, hour, hour and a half, and at least go play nine holes. Um, so, I mean, I'm, I'm not out here all day long, but I, I need to to do what I no. need to do. Um, you know, I feel like I'm always one of those that say it's the quality, not the quantity, so.
1: Now, what, um, let me just ask you one quick question, and, and then, Cindy, I'll, I'll throw it back to you. Um, w- with respect to practice, you know, you've obviously had the opportunity to see a lot of amateur uh, you know, folks practice on the range. What could they learn from you as far as how you uh, address practice on, on the range? What are some of the things that you see them doing that they're maybe spending you know, not good quality time working on their games? What could they do better to help improve their games?
3: The most thing that I see, um, especially like at my golf course, I do watch a lot of um, high school players and all that. Um, mostly it's just, you know, they're just out there just to be hitting balls. You know, they're not really looking at an aim point. Um, I use my yardage stick avidly, so I like to have, like, a point where I'm, I'm wanting to hit at so I know, you know, how I'm shaping the ball and where I'm hitting it at. And then consistency. I know a lot of players are thinking, you know, um, amateur players, you know, I need to hit it farther. But uh, uh, but in reality, you know, I I want consistency. I'll take it over. I, I know I say I like to hit it far, but, you know, I'll take consistency any any day of the week over yardage. So I think that's one of the most, yeah you know, things that I see is just, you know, just kind of out there, just hacking it instead of really thinking about, okay, what am I doing? How can I fix this?
1: yeah it's a lack of purpose in other words uh on the range right yeah I, I would agree as well and yeah and i think cindy you know we we've talked about this before is a lot of people just sort of you know kind of rake and hit rake and hit they don't really um have any sort of pre-shot routine they don't go through their um their you know routine before they hit um cindy go ahead i know you might have a, another question or two before uh before we go
0: you just mentioned a yardage stick tell me um what you mean by that, or is it an alignment rod?
3: Alignment stick is what I meant. I'm sorry.
0: Okay, okay. So yeah, I agree. And let me ask you, what's your greens and regulation, typically? Greens average a day,
3: um, probably around average. I'd, I'd probably say around 12 or 13. Um, you know, I'll have my good days where I'm, I'm hitting. 16 greens and, you know, then on those days, you know, I've just haven't made as many putts. So that's what I'm trying to, you know, find my happy medium right there. So.
0: I agree. Wow. And and I need to ask you this because we teach a lot of kids up here. What are you currently working on? What am I currently working on?
3: Oh, goodness. So many I, yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually <laughs> just have one swing fault when it comes to my swing. Um, it's, oh God, how do I explain it over the phone? Um, so, right on my takeaway, I'm trying to get the ball, like my, let me see, in my backswing, I'm trying to keep my elbow as close to me as I can. I, I tend to get it way up in the air, which puts me way over the top. So, I've been notorious for coming right over the top of my swing. And then on my downswing, I come over the top, and I'm having to fix that. So, Trying to find a way to get my get it set at the top and in, in the spot that it needs to be, um, and there's a way. Let
0: me
3: think. Hmm. Taking my taking my hand back, like I'm trying to. It's kind of hard to, to describe over the phone, I guess. So you're trying <laughs> not
0: to pick it up outside. You're trying to sweep it back more inside.
3: A l- yes, a little bit, exactly.
0: So hmm. again. Interesting. I'm just going to assume that some of my students might be listening to this. Uh And they're anywhere between eighth grade and a senior in high school. And what I try to instill in them is it doesn't matter how good you are. Even when, you know, Alan and I played, my husband and I are the only married couple that played on all four major tours and you're always working on something you never ever arrive. So, I just mm-hmm. I want the kids to realize that this is this game will teach you life lessons until you die if Absolutely. you're open to them. And so, mm-hmm. I appreciate the fact that, you know, you're willing to admit, yeah, I'm still working on stuff and I'm playing on the Symmetra tour. So, that's really important. If you had something to say to some of these kids, boys and girls that play competitive golf, what would your one key piece of advice be?
3: Honestly, I tell, you know, when I do uh, kids clinics and everything, they they ask me the same questions like, you know, how do I get to where you are and what would, advice would you give me? And honestly, it's just don't get discouraged and stay patient. And because, you know, you keep practicing and having fun with it. Most of all, just have fun because if you get too serious about it, you're not going to love it. And that's been key for me is that when I get too serious about it, I I start to not enjoy it as much. And I have to remind myself, like, this is what I love to do. This is what I want to do every day. And just to have fun with it. And when I do that, I notice that I play better regardless.
1: Awesome. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you have to have balance. Um, It's great to be, you know, playing in a competitive environment like the Symmetra Tour or, or LPJ, of course, um, but, mm-hmm. I think you have to find balance and you have to have some fun with your friends outside of golf. I mean, I know you know you've got uh, girlfriends that you've grown up with for years that maybe some of them don't play golf, so it 's kind of nice to just to be able to go and do some stuff uh, and and leave the golf course uh, you know for a few hours and just go out and have some fun so um, but uh, well, you know Avery, we, we want to take this opportunity to thank you for joining us this morning. I know you got to go uh, to to work on your practice round and not get ready for this weekend. Uh, but good luck this weekend on your first tournament uh, of the season. And uh, and uh, hopefully, But well, listen, with those drives that you're hitting and, and putting, I think you're going to have a, a strong chance this weekend in the field.
3: Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate talking to you guys.
0: Have a great week, honey, and good luck, playing. Right. Well, Stay with it and have fun. I sure will. Thank you
3: so much.
1: Thank you very much for joining us. Take care. All right, that was our uh, – Very special guest this morning, uh, Symmetra Tour player Avery George is uh, fresh off of uh, some injuries and she's playing in her first uh, event this weekend, the uh, 2018 Iowa Invitational in uh, Georgia, which uh, she's uh, looking forward to, Cindy. She said that uh, this is one of her favorite courses that she likes to play and kind of fits her eye, so... Um, I think she'll do very, very well, and and especially especially hitting the ball as far as she does, I think she's going to leave a few of them in the dust. That's incredible. I, I just can't believe that. That's a, an awesome, uh, awesome thing. But um, but anyways, uh, we want to take this opportunity as well once again to thank uh, Mike Nichols, uh, Chief Business Officer from the uh, LPJ Cementer Tour, for joining us as well earlier in the program and uh Cindy thank you for uh for uh all that you do and and keep up the hard work i mean you just i mean you've had uh, the last couple of weeks uh, since you've been off you've just been uh, <laughs> plugging away and just doing all kinds of great things as you say very famously spinning plates i don't know how many more plates you could <laughs> be able to spin uh without dropping a few <laughs> but but um now you're gonna i know later in the month uh, just to let you folks know ahead of time uh cindy's got a uh do some other things uh, coming up later in the month. So what do you got cooking towards the end of the month uh, that you're not going to be on the show?
0: Well, I am going to, I'm exempt into a legends tour event in Seattle the first week of June. And I thought it, plus there's a women's us senior open coming up and I have to qualify. And because I yep. need to pay attention to my game, I am going to go play in the Connecticut state women's open with all the young children because I believe I need to go get in tournament ready shape because like Mike said, you know, you can't be, you know, working in a pro shop and giving golf lessons all day and then be tournament ready. So I plan to get tournament ready so that I can play better. So I'm playing in the Connecticut state women's open. Then I've got to fly to Seattle, play in that event. And then we're doing a golf school right after it. So that's Mm. what I have to do.
1: Yeah. Well, keep, uh, keep doing all the great things that you're doing. And um, I have no doubt that uh, you're going to do very well this season playing as well. And you're right. You've got to get out there and you've got to get tournament ready. So uh, we wish you all the the best of luck in that. And I know you'll do very well, uh, Cindy, you're a hard worker and uh, you've just got, uh, you've got the the grit and determination to do whatever uh, you set your mind to. So we know you'll do very well. All right. Um, that's going to be it for our show this morning. Uh, again, glad to have Cindy uh, alongside. I uh, certainly missed her the last couple of weeks, so welcome back, Cindy. Uh, and thank you, all of the listeners out there as well, for faithfully tuning in each and every week here on uh, the Women of Golf show. We, we appreciate it very much. And we'll be back uh, next week with uh, some more great guests on the show. So make sure you tune in. Go to blogtalkradio.com forward slash women of golf. And uh, if you missed uh, most of the, this morning show, Go to that link and scroll down to the on-demand section. The recorded version will be available uh, shortly, so you can listen to that. And if you missed any of the previous ones, go there as well. Uh, or if you prefer to listen on uh, some of the other great social media platforms, you can go to iTunes.com, Stitcher.com, and TuneIn.com. Just type in Women of Golf up in the search key, and again, you can listen on any of those social media platforms. Make sure to reach out to Cindy or Eye uh, through our emails if you've got any questions or comments about the show, or maybe for somebody in the golf industry, Um, and uh, you want to come on and and share some of your thoughts and viewpoints with us, uh, by all means, please reach out. And Cindy's email is cindy at cindymillergolf.com, and mine is ted.golftalklive at gmail.com. So on behalf of Cindy Miller, I'm Ted Odorico. Thank you for joining us this morning on the Women of Golf Show, and we'll see you next week right here. God bless everybody. Thanks, Cindy.
0: Thanks, Ted. Have a great day